Welcome to the Tavern Cast Network. We're at Michigan's premier multi-tap, Ashley's Pub in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where we're working our way through the Ultimate Beer Tour. Three guys, 130 beers, 32 styles with a few stops along the way, and this is On Tap. Welcome to Ashley's Pub in Ann Arbor, Michigan, for another episode of On Tap. I'm Bryce Irwin. I'm Eric Watson, and I'm Mike. My Monin. head is exploded, <laughs> and I'm Batman. In the alternate universe, Mike Monin is still Mike Monin. <laughs> Give us a call here at On Tap with your thoughts or your take on the beer we're drinking on the show: seven three four four one eight seven zero seven seven. Or if you're on Skype, you can use the name TavernCast and leave a message. You can chat about beer and the show on our forums at www.taverncast.com. And if you love On Tap, be sure to check out our other shows. Our main show, Taverncast, is 100% pure fun. Anything goes talk, covering a wide range of topics with plenty of drinks, music, and comedy. And our newest edition, The Screen, a weekly half hour of new movie reviews and film discussion. Both are available at our site or on iTunes. Just search Taverncast. So Bryce, what's on tap today? So we're moving into a new style. Yay. It's pale ale. Oh. It's pale ale. You it's guys a- are gonna like it. Just <laughs> open your mind. You know, though, it's interesting. Um, it's a variety of beer which uses primarily pale malts as opposed to like dark or roasted malts, which make the beers dark colors. So actually, somebody, yeah. I don't remember who asked this. Oh, you know, it was Bill. Bill asked on the main Bill? show once why. Who's Bill? It was. It was. He's not in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who he is. I, I think it was Bill who said we had a black ale with that 2012 black ale on the yeah. show, and he said, "What? What makes the beer black?" And we joked with him. We said it was food coloring, but yeah. actually, what makes the beer colored is the malt, and whether it's or roasted or dark, or <laughs> maybe it's food coloring. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, maybe it's something worse. Pale ales don't have any darker roasted malts in it, and so it tends to have a light pale color, and that's where it gets its name. But it's only actually pale in comparison to porter. And it got its name because in England they drank porters and pails. I was going to say, this, if you look at this, it is not particularly... It's darker than, say, the, your typical Bud Light kind of thing. Right. Well, and, and the thing that's interesting, though, is that across the style, even though it's called a pale ale, the colors can actually range from golden to amber to red. It's actually got a lot of variation. So just like every other beer we've had here... Oh, and by the way, a bitter mm-hmm. is within the pale ale family, according yeah, I mean, to everything that I mean, these don't look any different than a bitter, really, if you look right. at them. So, I mean, a bitter is its own style, but the pale ale is kind of the governing style. So in reality, then, we've already had pale ale because we've had bitters. So yeah. it's kind of confusing, but... As usual. Typical pale ales have a flavor which is balanced between bitter and malty, so I don't think it's going to drive Mike and I absolutely out of our gourds. Um, American versions tend to be a little hoppier, a little cleaner. Yeah. Uh, and the British versions tend to be more malty, uh, smell a little bit better, be a little bit more balanced. Well, so I, I don't think we're going to get into the really hoppy pale ales until we hit the Indian The pale IPAs, ales. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you guys, you know, you got a little bit of time still. Uh, we're building up to it. The India pale ales are the super hoppy. Yeah, and strong. Well, and that's yeah. one of the variations that's actually within this style. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of them in there. Uh, American pales, golden ales, scotch ales, Irish reds, all kinds of stuff is within the pale ale style. So most of the beers we're going to try while we're here at Ashley's in this category are American pale ales, mm-hmm. starting with the beer that we had today, which is Founders Pale Ale. 
from the Founders Brewing Company in Battle oh, Creek, Founders. Michigan. We still have to take a road trip, by the way. Yeah, so what did we have Founders the first time on this show? We had Arcadia, not Founders. Arcadia ESB? Yeah. Oh, it was Arcadia. So yeah, Founders, the Founders they're both point. from Battle Creek. I think this is yeah, the first Founders we've had, okay. right? So yeah, Arcadia and Founders are both based in Battle Creek. Well, that's cool. Founders does a lot of good stuff in their local brewery on the west side of the state. Um, you know, one of my favorites is the Dirty Bastard that they've yeah. got, which is a very malty beer. I mean, just even looking at the rotating tap board, not even looking into the giant menu, there's uh, Founders Centennial IPA on the board there, which is probably some kind of special brewed IPA, which would probably scare the hell out of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. so. Founders, the founders. Good stuff. Check them out. You know what we There'll be a do? link to their site on our uh, show notes. You know what we ought to do? We ought to go to a brewing place, yes. a home brewing place, yes. and get a package of hops. Oh, yeah. So we can taste what hops taste Well, the guy like at OG said if we want to do a tour sometime, he'd be happy to take us through let us taste the I different things. I don't think you just pop them in your mouth. Yeah, you can. Or are you going to be like... Pfft. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> but the thing is, though, is that you get the... Look, okay, so there's... Uh, you know the guy that does Wine Library TV, Gary mm-hmm. Vaynerchuk, the guy that does that book, right? Yeah. Um, uh, he so when he describes a wine and he's like it has an earthy dirt type, com- you know, flavor. He knows it's an earthy dirt because he's put dirt in his mouth and he's tried it. So this guy's gone through and he's tried all these things like leathery. Stick a piece mm-hmm. of leather in your mouth. Mm-hmm. You know how do you how do you how do you do leathery if you don't know what leathery actually tastes like? So it might be actually interesting. Yeah, but to just you know try some of these the ingredients individually. But doesn't it change as you cook? Of, cor- of course it changes, but the the um, I think the characteristic of it doesn't change. The baseline the element, flavor. Yeah, yeah the element. Working these different flavors in different combinations. Well, and different hops have different flavors, apparently, too. I'm not, I'm not, certainly not enough of an aficionado right. to yeah. be yeah. able to tell the difference. But. Absolutely. So, yeah. like, vanilla extract, if you put that in your mouth, it's going to taste awful. Yeah. But if you put it in some food, yeah. it actually tastes pretty good. Right. So, True. So. True. But it's still the element of the vanilla extract that's in it yeah. that you taste. I, I read the thing that, I, I mean, I read his book, too, where he's talking about putting dirt in his mouth and everything. I'm like, okay, that's all great and everything, but... <laughs> Seriously, none of, none of the people who actually listen to the show have put dirt in their mouth. Well, a very small percentage. So how useful <laughs> is it to kids. say, oh, it tastes like dirt, dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. or leather, or sweaty socks, or whatever he says. It's like, you know, that's great, but I haven't put sweaty socks in my mouth. I don't know what they taste like, so describing it as sweaty this socks. This tastes like a large man's underwear. Yeah. <laughs> this tastes like, well, let's not go there. <laughs> To Eric's delight, they use 100% Cascade hops. So Cascade hops are the most widely used hops by craft breweries in the USA. When you smell hops, you usually smell Cascade hops. Um, And it's the most typical ingredient of uh, American pale ales is the Cascade hops. So when you smell this sucker, you smell Cascade hops. When you drink it, you're drinking liquid Cascade hops. (laughs) And other stuff. So whether Mike and I like it or not, we're about to experience hop explosion. Yes. I don't think it's going to be that hoppy. Here, cheers. Cheers. I actually think that the nose is... It uh, smells kind of clean and um, a little hoppy, but it doesn't smell like super, super hoppy to me. I think it's kind of fruity smelling. Yeah. You smell... I I do get some fruity smell, but I sense that that is a... That is like a wolf in sheep's clothing type smell, where... It's like, oh, this could be this could be nice and well, hops has good. kind of a flowery <laughs> smell, typically. So, but I, it doesn't smell, smell real strong to me. I smell floral, but I smell fruit, and I agree with Eric. It smells kind of clean, like it. It smells like a beer that okay. And that's that's what I like about hoppy beers is that to me they taste crisper and cleaner than like 
You I, like I was just I was editing the show. I like grapefruits. <laughs> I was editing the show where we did the harvest at the JW Lee's Old Ale, and remembering how syrupy and thick and. It was like syrup. I know it was awesome. <laughs> it was good. So I do prefer grapefruit bad. over oranges. Actually, I think I prefer oranges. Oh, but both yeah. of them are kind of acidic, you know, and, and a yeah. clean taste. Well, you're like, that's like asking, do you prefer oranges to Mrs. Butterworth pancake syrup? <laughs> that's kind of the way I'm going. I like the syrup. Yeah, I'll take the syrup with the oranges. Yes. All right, all right. All right. So let's give this thing a taste. I think an instant bitterness on the tongue, yeah. Followed by what I think is citrusy, yeah. Actually, and, like and almost no though. bitter finish. Do you taste the aftertaste? It's kind of um, citrusy again, kind of, right? Rindy. What do you think? Maybe a little bit. I'm, I'm not sure how to describe that taste, but that's a, that's an aftertaste I really like. You know what? I am pleasantly surprised. Yeah, See? I am too. I, like, I like this. It is not nearly as hoppy as I thought it was going to be. Um, I do get the citrusy taste and. It's almost malty when I sw- swirl it around my mouth yeah. a little bit. It's I a little bit a sweet. Very malty. I mean, there's some. There's enough hops to give it that. That's the aftertaste that I associate with hops. It's a little bit bitter, but it's kind of a. This to is, me, it's like a beery taste. I don't know what else you are, you you would compare it to. The, the, the actual bitters that we had, whether they're actually true to their name or not, those were a lot more bitter, I thought, than this. Oh, I don't think so. You don't think? I, I no. think they were comparable, really. This isn't. This isn't bad. This though. isn't. Yeah, I like it. It's an easy drinking beer. That's why I mean, you could order more than one. It's of these. got a that what as it sits in my mouth or it's an aftertaste sits in my mouth. I definitely get kind of a bitter. You know, it I don't sits get there much though. I get more bitter. Up it's not front. really strong. Well, there's a bitter up front, but then there's. It's like kind of like an aftertaste. I yeah. want to say that it goes from like just like a general bitter, almost pucker your mouth kind of bitter, but not overpowering, and almost as soon as it gets to the point that it would be overpowering, it switches to like orange peel, like some kind of citrus rind, Yeah. and then it just kind of gets mellow, and there's not much of a taste at the end at all, which I is actually it. kind of nice. Now, yeah. see, this sits on my on my mouth afterwards. It's still there now after, yeah. after a good minute or so, and the bitters, when we were doing the bitters, they disappeared very quickly. Huh. Um, so... It's not bad. Yeah. I don't. It's not my favorite, but it's better than what it's I thought than, it was going to be. <laughs> Mike was worried. <laughs> this is a flavor too. It probably should be said that um, when you look at things that are like savory and sweet, right? This is very savory. It's uh, there's there's almost no sweetness at all. I think. It, well, no, it's sweet, but it's not overpoweringly sweet, which is I think what you don't like. This is very um, neutral in the sweet palate. And a little bit more up on the sort of savory bitter. A little palette. bit, yeah. Yeah, although savory, I don't think of as being bitter. I think those are two different things. But it's, I it's you, definitely not sweet. I bet you this beer would be good with um, Asian food, mm-hmm. Thai food, Chinese food, spicy food. Yeah, because yeah, like, it's kind of yeah, like coconut milk based stuff. Yeah. yeah, because it's not it, it it's not super sweet. It's yeah. not super spicy. It's kind of it's kind of mellow, and I bet you it would play off of those foods pretty good. Yeah, I think this would be good on a summer day. Yeah. This would be nice. Yep. Sitting outside. Yeah, well, and I do prefer the hoppy beers in the summer. So, well, I mean, so this what isn't do you, even really, really hoppy. But. So, what do you guys think rating wise? Got hmm. a 10 stars. Founders I'm, Pale Ale. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go six and a half, maybe even seven. This is definitely better wow. than any of that we've had, in my opinion. This might act, so this is putting this into this the is year, my highest highest rated of the beer show you've got. so far. Yeah. Wow. I think the highest I got beyond that. I think 
Uh, the Boddingtons, I might have gotten around a six or five and a half. I'd, I'd have to go back and look. But. Um, wait. Every week this gets harder and Is harder. Is it hard? Trying to slot it in <laughs> with everything else. Yeah. I'm going to give this... Rate it in, as an g- individual beer, not worrying about the others. Because it's hard to compare. Yeah. I kind of look but at. How do you rate something without comparison? Well, I kind of look at as like so. Well, you will later on, I guess. Would you Would you order a second one, right? If we were sitting here drinking, and they had no, this move and the it. other beers I'd on tap, the other beers on. we've tried on tap, I'd move on to it. I'd yeah, always go maltier, honestly, unless unless this was with food, and I'm a stickler. Just like wine, if you give me a beer that pairs well with the food, I'll go back for more. Right. Yeah. And sometimes the food will bring out the beer and vice versa. So sure, yeah. sure. I'm gonna give this a five. Five? Straight up five. That's pretty good for someone who's scared yeah, of the Yeah, because yeah, I suspect in the coming weeks I'm going to be like three, four. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, I'm going to give this a four. Not and, and it's only dropping down from the mid-range of a five because I'm not, I'm not sure that I would order this again. But it's not that I hate it. It's just that it's not my style of beer. So for me personally, being a more malty, heavy-bodied, porter and stout kind of guy, it's a little weak for me. So I'm going to put it at a four. But it's not supposed to be... When you say it's a little weak for me, it's not trying, it, it's not trying to hang in that right, yeah. sweeter yeah. thing. But so as, it's, but as a, it's probably it. not fair to, to rate the beer that way if I'm just doing it for the beer. So as a... I don't know. <laughs> It's hard. It, it, it this is, is hard. hard. Yeah. We, yeah. Well, it's fine though. We got to rate it how we rate it. Everybody right. who listens to the show knows our individual taste. <laughs> so if they're if you're like Eric and you know you, you like the more bitter, hoppier beers, and Eric just gave you a resounding the highest you know, out. Yeah, I'm waiting for somebody on the boards to put together a spreadsheet with all three of our ratings and all the beers. And normalize we've done them and basically say, see, they're wrong. Look at all this. It's yeah, crazy. I bet you work kind of all over the place. Really. Yeah. Well, it's hard to you know. All right, so Founders Pale Ale, check it it's out. Good stuff. Dating. I like it. Cheers. One, two, three. Bear, 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 gently bear, bear, bear. A long time ago, way back in history, when all there was to drink was nothing but cups of tea. Along came a man by the name of Charlie Mock, and he invented a wonderful drink and he made it out of hop. He was a bean and a soldier. Hey, Tavern Cast. This is Kevin or Rad Bear, wherever you want to call me. Um, got a comment for your on tap show uh, when you're talking about what beers you like to drink at which season. Um, well, traditionally, before refrigeration, you would make stouts and that type of thing during the summer or the warmer months since they have a warmer fermentation temperature. And you'd make things like lagers and pilsners and things like that in the cooler months since they have a colder fermentation temperature. So, just thought you might like to know that kind of contributes to when you would drink something. You would drink the stouts when they're ready, and that's in the winter. So, talk to you later. Love the show. Bye.
But there's nothing so lonesome, so dull or so drear Than to stand in the bar of a pub with no beer Now the publican's anxious for the quota to come There's a faraway look on the face of the bum The mage gone all cranky and the cook's acting queer But a terrible place is a pub with no beer So I was wondering, as uh, guys who spend a lot of time in bars, what you guys think of... No, no, we don't spend a lot of time No, I mean, I mean guys who work hard every day and never, ever go to the bar. Yeah, we don't... No, we don't... Have, yeah. yeah, right. Uh, teetotalers, actually, who spend all their time in church. Um, <laughs> what makes what a good makes bar? What makes a good church? Oh, bar. Sorry. Yeah, I, I have no idea what makes a good church. What makes a good bar? Like, so these are the things that pop into my mind. So there's the selection of beers or other alcohol if you're a loser who drinks other stuff. Uh, Easy now. Food, Easy now. right? Well, but you go to a bar to drink wine. I mean, seriously. No, you go to a bar to drink bourbon, though. Yeah, true. Okay, I'm just saying, no you wine. You can go to a bar to drink wine. Oh, you can go to a, you a don't, wine you, bar. You don't a wine usually, bar. Right. Oh, whatever, Mr. Wine Bar. You sure, you sure like the local wine bar just fine. Yeah. I'll, Anyways, I'll admit to that. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, so there's the what's field. What's the local wine bar? Yeah, Vinology. Oh, Vinology. Yeah, all right. anyway. But they have some nice beers on tap. I'll, I'll, I'll defend that, and yeah. I... That's what I drank when I was there. Good selection all around, I think, is yes. good. And good. Well, see, we're see, already arguing about but, your topic. I think yes. good selection all around is good. I want oh, fine course. wines. I want fine beers. Yeah. I want fine scotches. Well, Mike wants fine bourbons. And the other thing I think that Vinology has, not that to get too local, but that maybe some places don't have, is good food. Yes. So I think that's an element. Food is an element. Yep. Selection of alcohol is an element. Kind of the crowd, which is kind of a hard-to-define thing. Uh, so Ashley's here is much more of a college crowd being right near campus. campus. Yeah. Uh, whereas you go to some other town, you know, you're going to have more like older folks and stuff like that. Uh, like OG that we recorded at has more of like a, almost like a family friendly, friendly feel with kids there and stuff like that. It's kind of bizarre. Like, almost like, a, like a neighborhood bar, but yeah. crossed with a restaurant. It's kind of different. It's OG is kind of this, one of these places where, God, the guy makes such fantastic beers, but his... The, the vibe in the place is very sort of neighborhood, family-friendly, which puts the vibe of it in a weird spot. It's yeah, almost it's, surreal. it's different for a bar. It's, yeah, it's almost different. like the people that go to OG go there because it's like a neighborhood meeting place yeah. more than they are like it's in like love a hangout. with the beer. It, it reminds me of um, almost like a bar crossed with like a coffee place. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. opinions expressed on the show do not reflect the opinions of Taverncast in general. They reflect <laughs> the host's opinions. Actually, I think they do. But... <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just it's just different, I guess, is what we're saying. What about um, atmosphere in terms of... So people are part of the atmosphere, but sure. really, like one of the things that always turns me off when I go to a bar, especially if I'm taking a date or if I'm if I'm with friends or whatever, is I want to be able to hear what people yeah. are saying. Yeah, so that's... Music's super loud or, you know, it's just everybody's too loud. It, it's not... It doesn't, it doesn't meet my do needs know, as far as... You know why they do that, though? There's a reason they do that. What? The lo- it's proven. The louder the music is, two things happen. One, you don't communicate very much with somebody, which forces you to drink more. Two, <laughs> you yell at the top of your lungs, which parches you, yeah. which makes you thirsty, and Sneaky. you drink more. You're kidding me. That's, huh. that's I've like always wondered why they... Strategy? Uh, yeah, I've that's why they that. do it. Yeah, yeah. It's really If the decibels are over, I think it's 50, uh, it you drink more. It. Wow. Yep. See, I've always wondered that about bars, because it's like... You're going there to hang out with people, which means generally talking, but then they have, you know, music playing and 
you know, depending on how bar, how crowded the bar is, can be really loud. Well, so I'm with you. you. I definitely want... prefer a quieter atmosphere. Not not like a you know like a library. So but, the you people know, that right. come into the bar will order more stuff. But how many people are you turning away by doing? Or well, probably not many well, because people are thing, used right? to having a bar be a loud, smoky, whatever. Yeah, place. but like, more smoky. Yeah, yeah. Not, not so much smoke anymore. But definitely, I, I agree. There is an element of people just not expecting loud. But now, when I go out, I actually take that into consideration. I say, okay, well, we're going to be talking. We don't want to go to True. X or Y or whatever. So yeah. let's go no, to totally. A or B. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so well, here, perfect example, right? Um, you think of places to take a date. Let's just use two local places that I'll explain them so people who don't live around here know what we're talking about. <laughs> There's Ashley's, where we're at right now, which on a Friday night is going to be slammed full Packed. of people, yep. super loud, super loud music, but fantastic beer list, yeah. as you all know by listening to this show. But then there's going to be a place called The Earl. And the Earl is a little place oh, yeah. with usually like uh, some jazz music down in the basement. It looks like a little wine cave. It's a cave. And they've got decent beer and a decent selection of alcohol down there, but it's very sedate. Now, where do you take your date? It's a, it's a clear cut to me. Yeah. No, I think you. I'd to... actually, I'd actually go somewhere. Different. McDonald's. If, if I was having dinner, then the Earl, obviously, because there's level of food, but. If it's like if it's separate from the food, I'd actually go to a third place. I'd go to Old Town. And let's describe Old Town. Old Town is an old towny bar in town here that now with the smoking ban is got clean air. It's got nice ambience. It's got a fun bartender and and a good selection of beers without being, you know, all about the beer. You yeah. Know? And not that there's anything wrong with being all about the beer, but it's a it's a good mix of everything so that you can have a good time. Yeah. And, I think when you're back to your, I mean, to your main points, what's good about a bar or what what makes a good bar? Mm-hmm. I think it's a combination. You want you want, for me, well, it sounds it's like not it's enough also just to have alcohol. You yeah. need quality alcohol to entice me to come there again, and you need quality, especially food, in a town like this. And you need a quality atmosphere. Doesn't You've it all to, depend you, on you the on the point of the date? Mm-hmm. If the point of the date. But what about just going there yourself? Just to oh, hang well, out. That's different. But if you're bringing a cheap date, well, all right. All right <laughs> so, but let's just say, but let's say of the places that we would go back to again and again, which is kind of ironic that you know, like, so we're here at Ashley's. We go here all the time. Well, yeah, and I think I think. But why do we come here? You kind of derailed things by bringing dates into. I mean, <laughs> really, do you bring a date to the bar? Sure. There isn't even really a bar. Sure. First bar, first date at a bar is a good. Yeah, good I, first I suppose. Date. I suppose. I would say a restaurant, but that's well. If they have a problem coming to a bar, you know it's probably not. That's work true. Out. That's <laughs> true. And it's a good test, right? It's a good. It's a good uh, How open are they to beers? Out. It's a good yeah. rule out test. True. Okay. See, I think I tend to prefer more. I, I I want my bars to walk a fine line between blue collar and upscale. And what I mean by that is, I want upscale alcohol in a blue collar environment. That's ideal for me. Yeah. So I don't want upscale environment necessarily. There's a time and place for yeah, that. Yeah. But the more blue collar the place is, the more like dive Way bar back. it gets. Yeah. I think I like the dive bar thing, but I want the dive bar to have good alcohol. Sure. But so often those things don't match. Like stivers out. In yeah, yeah. If you go, if you go up north to northern Michigan, northern California, anywhere out in the country, and you go to any bar out there, ten to one. You're going to get that dive bar atmosphere, but you're also going to get Budweiser Bud and Miller. Oh, that's divers right there. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky, you'll yeah. get that. Yeah. And you don't want that. You know what Splits. I mean? Yeah. No, I get it. I don't know. Dive bars are dive bars. If you go into a dive bar, I would expect dive bar alcohol. Well, I think I Bryce know, is saying he wants dive bar places. atmosphere with uh, upscale alcohol. Yeah, Aaron's, so can you give me, Aaron, but Aaron's can you give question me is, what's the what's the ideal bar, right? Well, like, it's like what makes bar? a good bar, and I think it's it's coming down to the. It depends on the scenario. I think is what it's coming down to, right? Probably, but I never. Are you really going out for food and to hang out and eat dinner and drink for a while? Are you going out to with a date? Are you going out? You know what I mean? It's all kinds of it, different it, things. It does, but it doesn't. I still, I, I would never go more than once to any bar that all they've got is country music and Budweiser. Yes, if but if they have, if they have country music and Founders Pale and you know. J.W. Lee's no. Old Ale, I no. might go. No. If you could find one like that, good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although so, if I mean, they have country music, yeah, I might not go. I think people are changing, though. People are, are, are learning more about beer, and mm-hmm. I think across the spectrum, the more people learn about beer, the more they're shifting towards, like, hey, All right. country music goes just as well with J.W. Lee's as it does oh, with yeah. Budweiser. Totally, totally. That, that's definitely been going on the last five, six years. I've yeah. noticed... Like in the small town in Ohio where I grew up, you'd go to these t- little dive bars and they're serving Guinness on tap. I'm like Guinness on well, tap. Guinness in a little is fairly bar mass market, but your point but is valid. That, yeah, Guinness ten years ago, ten years ago, you it was hard to even get Guinness in the supermarket. Well, and Guinness is scary to people who've never had anything yeah. other than Budweiser because, like, you know, Budweiser is just like urine totally yellow, different. crystal clear Hawaiian punch Bubbly, of a beer, and yeah, then you busy. set down a, a, a Guinness. Yeah. And it's like pitch Bam. black. Hello. Yeah. So, wait, <laughs> so is, is this just an evolution? I think the market is just changing, you know. Yeah, it's just an evolution yeah. over time. So I would argue it's not necessarily the bar. The bar is just to grease the skid. Well, it's who you're with. So really yeah. the ideal bar is if, you, if you're not with someone you want to be with or if you're not having a good time, it doesn't matter how good the bar is. That's true. I, I, disagree. I disagree. I disagree. You think you're I think you have. Someone... I think you have less of a good time if you're in a place where the atmosphere and the alcohol content and stuff like that is not good. It's not great. So, I, because I think part of the experience is is it's it's a, it's a sensual experience, a sensory experience of having the atmosphere. It's your hear what you hear, what you see, what you smell, what you taste. And if what you smell and taste is Budweiser and what you hear and see is like, you know, metal from the 80s you know you're gonna no matter who you're with it's gonna be like this place is okay so we keep coming back to the music element and the the type of music and the loudness and stuff like that take away that as as a thing if you're in a dive bar with Budweiser and Coors and whatever on tap is it really gonna matter or is it matters if you're who you're with I think it matters I think who you're with is more important but I do think it matters I mean, yeah, if you're asking me, like, the metaphysical question, isn't who I'm with always more important? Absolutely. Sure. I can put you in the best bar and have you sit with with, someone uh, miserable. You know, who? No, 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 I I get that. But let's say I'm just hanging out with you guys. I would much rather go to someplace uh, slightly more, I don't want to say, I'm going to say upscale, but I don't mean upscale like snooty. I mean upscale like quality of beer quality of location and food and and things like that right I would much rather go there and would have a much better time there the the, the whole reason that this local place that we just brought up called the Earl has a sweet spot in my heart is because it's a great freaking place great bartender great alcohol great food great environment so all those things contribute to a place that I want to keep going back to the same thing with Ashley's to some extent love love the fries love the beer list yeah 
you know, I actually like the vibe in Ashes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do, do. I think I, can, I might prefer it to, to the Earl, truthfully. Yeah, I could, but do, just without, depends on my mood. I could do without some of the crowds on a busy night yeah. kind of thing, but that could be age more than anything else. But I mean, you know, brick walls and nice beer dark taps, wood everywhere. Beer mirrors. And, you know, it's got it's got kind of that old school English tavern kind of feel, which is nice. You yeah, know? totally. Yeah, I, I I can't disagree with anything you're saying. <laughs> I think that pretty much covers it, then, right? So it's it's, so. it's the music, it's the general decor and atmosphere, it's the crowd, it's the people you're with specifically, the food, and the, the, the selection and of the beer and alcohol. Of the selection. Yeah. Yep. So, go figure. <laughs> Well, that's the show. Thanks for joining us. You can call us with your beer reviews at 734-418-7077. Or uh, you can also use the uh, Skype username TavernCast. And you can also check us out on the web at TavernCast.com. Check out our forums and the special show pages we set for each show that has pictures and links to things relevant to the show. Uh, Please review us also on iTunes. Your reviews help the show grow. Uh, reviews are great. Actually, we still only have one review on the OnTap Come on, page. People. So people, uh, jeez. We know there's more people than that listening, so if you like what we're doing here, get on up there and please give us a review. And share the show with your friends, your beer-drinking friends. Take us to the bar with you. See you next time as we continue on with the Pale Ale style. Ugh, Eric. What? Milking it AXL Pale out of Royal Oak, Michigan. Milking oh, yeah. it? We're milking gonna be milking it. it for all it's worth. Milking it? Thanks. <laughs> What? <laughs> I didn't we'll name find it. out. <laughs> and that's untap. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. On Tap, a Tavern Cast podcast brought to you by Snapdragon.